The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show in the brand new year. Can we wish you a happy new year? Is it too late for that? That's what we're going to be debating for the rest of the show, just a whole solid 50 minutes on proper happy new year etiquette, because that's what we were talking about before the show. Uh, but in addition to that, we will be talking about PlayStation because there's a lot of exciting PlayStation uh, 5 and hopefully 4 news to look forward to in 2021. But before we get to all of that, I'm joined this week by Brian Altano. Hello and happy new year. You said it. Yeah. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going a lot of back and forth before the show on whether it's right to still do. Uh, I'm for reference for anyone who writes emails these days. I'm ending every sentence in an exclamation point. Uh, we're also joined this week by Max Scoville. Hello and happy new year. Happy new year to you as well, Max. And we're joined this week by special guest Ray Apollo. Thank you so much for joining us, Ray. Happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me and happy Tuesday. There we go. That's how you that's how you do it without pissing anyone off. That is that is the, that is the happy holidays of happy new year. Yeah. Ray, we are very we are very, very happy new year to have you here today. So it's gonna be a great show. <laughs> Tuesday I, to you. Yeah. <laughs> a Tuesday to us all. Uh Ray, yeah. for those who uh may not know you, do you want to give a little bit of uh intro for those watching or listening? Uh where where can people find you on on the webs and the websites and such? Uh and, and what are you up to these days? Oh, well, I exist on the internet. Uh, so I work at Twitch as a community marketing specialist uh, full time, but I'm also a content creator. I love to talk about video games, anime, manga, and just and generally try to have a good time on the internet because there's all enough of ne- nasty negative stuff out there. So I just try and put as much good out there as I can. Uh, so I'm just Ray Apollo, um, you know, and that's two L's kind of like the Creed, but we have a good time and I. I won't throw in the towel. Trust me. So. Are there people that, that spell it Ray Apollo? Like, like the, like the really? You would be surprised. <laughs> really? Every time. But it was yeah. like, Oh, look, it's Ray Apollo. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, it's Apollo, but thanks. That, Cause that never even crossed my mind is to same. Everybody goes to the Pollo first. And I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. wow. really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, whether we're here to talk about uh, chicken or Apollo Creed, I had chicken for lunch. I love the the Creed film, so it really works out. This is all, you know, my favorite subjects to discuss. Uh, but no, Ray, we're, we're happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. 
very excited to get into the episode. Before we do, did just briefly want to mention uh, Lucy is off this week. She'll be joining us soon. So if you're not, uh, Lucy will return shortly. Uh, but also I wanted to uh, say just a huge thank you to the very, very warm reception uh, to our Bloodborne Let's Play episode that we put out at the end of last year. It was last week, but it was the end of the year. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's watched, who said kind words uh, on Twitter and everywhere about it. We recorded that for reference for uh, people who uh, maybe haven't watched yet. We recorded that back in March, uh, very beginning of March, before we were never allowed to see each other in person again. And uh, we're really excited to get back to the studio and kept being really excited to get back to the studio and never could. Uh, so we wanted to put that out at the end of the year. We are trying to figure out ways to continue it uh, because it was so much fun and we want to continue it. And I loved playing Bloodborne. So I, I want to keep going forward. This is actually but, uh, a really messed up thing to do is to like get you hooked on Bloodborne and then be like, you are not allowed to play it. Couldn't play for yeah. nine months. Like you've, you've beaten, you beat Demon Souls since then. I beat right? Demon Souls. I'm on Dark Souls Remastered right now. Yeah. Like I needed a fix because there was, there was a good month or two after where I was like, can I like, can I play on an alt account and maybe just like fake it after a while that I never played Bloodborne? But like oh, I, 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 I've waited and haven't played because I loved it. It was such a fun uh, show. Like obviously I don't want to speak for you guys, Brandon Max, but like we, I, I think we all had a pretty good time with that uh, recording and it was such a blast. Um, so I'm hoping we are able to uh, record a second episode soon. Yes, I agree. It sucks that we couldn't do that for like a year, but we should be able to do that again. We'll figure something out. But yeah, first yeah. episode's up. Absolutely. <laughs> Ray, you play Bloodborne? Yeah, I love Bloodborne. Never finished it, but I love it. See, you know? this is this is this is a good. This is a how far did you first. get? I got to if I if I remember, I I had just beat Pearl. Is it Pearl? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the that big, was, uh, was the big like, electric horse that lives. Yes, in the and that was like uh, I've done enough. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I respect that. I respect I'm gonna go back at some point and finish it, especially mm-hmm. now that we have it in the collection. I can go back and try again, maybe. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. And uh, we do, speaking of the uh, PlayStation Plus collection, we we have some interesting factoids from a uh, listener viewer at home. But before we get to that, I do want to mention uh, just a brief bit of news to touch on. Uh, there hasn't been any, I would say, world shaking PlayStation news since the year began. But, you know, we record this the day before the show goes up. So I'm sure there will be tonight uh, after we record. But uh, they're currently available now uh, for PlayStation Plus. Maneater for PS5, which is the uh, Shark PG. Uh, where you play as a shark and uh, get to eat a bunch of other animals and people, if you'd like. Uh, please, as well as- please, please download that game. That it's game is really fun. That game is stupidly fun. Uh, I had an absolute blast with it. It's also like it is. It's one of those things that, like, if I paid, if I had paid full price for it, which I believe it was always kind of budget price, but I would have been a little bit like, eh, you know, it's not the best. It's not the best game ever made. But like to just have it on PS Plus. This is exactly what you do. This is the perfect January game. Sit around, just shut your brain off, and tear up all the men trying to this swim. Feels, this feels like a game you would have bought, like used with a gift card that your aunt gave you in January, and you'd be like, I give it, I give it a shot. And then like 30 hours later, you're like, oh, I gave it a shot, you know? Like you, yeah. you just kind of go with it. I ate it's, everything. It was great. It's yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. It's it's like aggressively like 90s kenner batman action figure there's just like nonsense you just get like electric you know and stone grills for your shark makes no sense it's great the whole thing is like it's narrated by chris parnell too like Mm -hmm. they just frame it as like a nature documentary please give that game a shot it's it's a stupid good time so yeah it's it's a lot of fun and it is um i I totally agree with you guys it's one of those games where it's it it feels like of the the double a 
publisher that's kind of disappeared, like the Midways and THQ, former THQs, as we were discussing before the show, feels like something they would have put out. So it's very cool to have. And yeah, it's a ton of fun and a really relatively easy platinum because it's not a massive game. It's kind of sort of like it's an RPG, but it's sort of like South Park Stick of Truth. And that is would a you short say it's RPG. Bite sized? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. I, I like it. I'll go with that for sure. Did you, a, would you say it's it's easy to finish? They've begun. <laughs> um, would you say that you uh, can easily sink your teeth into it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Greedfall and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> um, I got a question. Does uh, does Greedfall have moray eels in it? Do we know this? Ooh, because if it I, has more eels, that means that every game on PlayStation Plus has more eels in it. <laughs> gonna, gonna... <laughs> Wait, what? Re- really? Are there are there more eels in? in I game searched. Editor? I searched. Uh, there probably are. In I've what? searched Greedfall more eels on Google, and Google told me it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> you're the first person to ever Google. Get them on. Get them on Twitter. Let's get them in the game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start a new petition to get more eels. Is it, in isn't, that, isn't that spiders? Did they do that? I think. Yeah, so. yeah spiders. Yeah, yeah. spiders. Um, I, have, I haven't played it. I know a couple of people on staff fell like pretty, pretty hard for it when it first came out. And then it sort of like fell off the radar. But I've, I've heard it, it, it scratches that itch of sort of like the, the Dragon Age RPG sort of oh, mode. Yeah, I don't have I'm in. <laughs> I really miss I, I miss like hosting E3 and doing interviews for that game and then just being like and coming up next we're interviewing the CEO of Spider. <laughs> <laughs> More developers near need wacky names. Yeah, right. Um, it's it's so much fun to say them in interviews. Uh but yeah, and then also Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is fun, but definitely I think the the least good of the three Tomb Raider of the modern oh. trilogy. In so my opinion. Have played. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, are there? Are, do, do we know? There's, are there eel? I played that game. Are there eels in that game? Yeah. I know yeah. there's eels in the first one. They put the most eels in the third one. <laughs> the most eels. <laughs> yeah. There are so many eels in that one. Okay. That was, it was a back of the box quote. The most yeah, eels. You do, <laughs> yeah, you do like eel, eel stealth. <laughs> eel stealth. Oh, I think I think I know what you're talking about. It God, sounds yeah. stupid, but it's in the game. That's an no, actual I, thing. <laughs> you have to hide in grass underwater, which makes no sense. Nope, it does not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, uh, that, that was awful. This is this is so wonderfully off the rails. I love it. That was um. You did that in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Also, it's like there's a shark coming at you, and then you just kind of like go into a like an underwater bush for like two seconds, and it's like, where did you go? I don't know um anyway shadow of the tomb raider pretty fun but uh if if you want more tomb raider it is more tomb raider but i i, I think the story uh doesn't serve laura as well as uh rise did which there's a I photo mode though and you can take pictures with llamas photo mode is great in there oh. yeah yeah actually i i broke nd i didn't break nda because i didn't publish it but when that game i had i got that game early and i took a picture of like a llama's ass and i sent it to max and then another picture of me just basically like Lara Croft was just like this next to this one dude who had his old butt out. <laughs> so if you guys want my phone number, that's the kind of that's the stuff you would get if we were friends. Red, uh, if you can just. <laughs> yeah, Ray, we can, I'll, I'll send you some, yeah. some lava pitch. <laughs> uh, Red, if you can just put uh, Brian's number, you know, at the bottom of the screen for everyone to text after, that'll be great. Anyway, Perfect. thank you. Um, but speaking, those are, of course, uh, free for PlayStation Plus for the month. Uh, but speaking of games, you probably can't download on your PlayStation right now, again, unless something changes in the next 24 hours, is cyberpunk uh and i did briefly want to mention this because this 
of course dropped literally the day after we recorded our last episode. We even recorded an extra episode and still this news came out the day after. Um, but currently still, uh, Cyberpunk is 2077 is delisted from the PlayStation Store. Uh, and if you had purchased it before that point in December, uh, you were able to request a refund. Uh, Sony had put up a page basically about this uh, at the end of a day in December. It was at like 6 p.m., which for reference, we had looked at the clock when it came up. It was like uh, 2 a.m. where the CDPR devs are. Uh, So they were clearly not awake when this all went down at first. But um, they're offering full refunds for anyone who uh, purchased the game on PlayStation. It's still unavailable, and we don't know what the qualifications for it to be relisted on the PSN are. So effectively, Cyberpunk is a console exclusive for Xbox currently, um, which is a weird way to start the year. They finally fixed their console exclusivity problem. Congrats. Well, you can, you can technically still purchase the physical versions yes, yeah. of the game. <clears throat> yeah, and they Although are... I, I cannot because I have an all-digital PS5 with Cyberpunk installed. <laughs> Which just feels like the 2020 remix of PT, but way wow. way less interesting. Yeah, <laughs> very. That's a very expensive PlayStation you got. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hyper rare. I'm gonna put it on eBay for about forty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. probably get it sadly. Um, join I, join I, that scalper life, you know. Get yeah. see what that's all about. Not oh, mind no. that. <laughs> Never. I love it. 2020, we were uh, bemoaning and decrying the the scalper way of life. In 2021, we're fully embracing it. That's uh, yeah. Why not? Let's, it's our New Year's resolution is to scalp more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sell more things for illicit means. Um, I I did want to just bring this up. I just sort of hear from all of you, Ryan. I know in the aftermath of that news dropping, because it was like at 6 p.m. or whatever, you jumped on a video to record for us, uh, and you and the the news video team were able to put something together. But this was like. There is nothing I can compare this having happened to and the fact that it is still delisted. Like PT is entirely in a different field because it was a free playable teaser. Um, There were obviously like dev issues with uh, Kojima and Konami and everything. But like this was Sony just being like, nah, we're we're not going to lose more money on this. It's being delisted. Yeah, Um, no, I I like I think like food metaphors are generally lazy, which is why I use them a lot. But I think that um, like this is basically like you you put out like raw chicken and a bunch of bites of it. Like on PS4, this is raw chicken. I'm sorry. Like you, this has to go back in the oven for a while. Uh, and that sucks because it's like, this is a studio that already crunched a lot to get where they are. Um, we don't know exactly who forced this scenario to happen to begin with in terms of like launching the game buggy. Um, I've been pretty open about the fact that uh, like, I, I feel like it's very scummy that they had this version from fans and from from press um, and then subsequently had it pulled down by PlayStation, which I believe happened because they were probably just inundated with uh, calls like to just a week before Christmas have this massive, massive game drop that is just riddled with problems. And then tell your, uh, you know, your customer support line at PlayStation, Hey, you have to crunch now. Like that sucks. And so I think the logical thing to do is is what they did, which is pull it down, refund people. Uh, there is a refund system in place on Xbox as well. That's pretty prevalent if you go to um, there's a, like a bunch of dis- different sort of like store pages on Xbox where like you can even look at new games or redeem codes or something like that. And there's giant warnings on there being like, hey, by the way, you can you can refund Cyberpunk if you want to. But yeah, this is this is I don't actually see this being relisted for ps4 anytime soon because i think the problems in this game run much deeper than just a few patches and they've you know in in traditional cdpr fashion have patched this game a lot um 
I actually noticed like very weirdly wavering performance issues where in in between patch three and four, things seemed pretty smooth. And then he patched again and things got worse. Uh, I've played about 50 hours of this game on PS5. So I feel like pretty well versed and able to talk about what works and what doesn't work. And I know that on PS4, like it is a completely different game. It's just not a it's not a system that can that can support the vision of what this game is right now. And and thus it shouldn't have been sold as that. Like, you know, I see a lot of people shaming people with with last gen hardware. That's the bulk of PS4 is sold. You know, we're launched PS4s, not the PS4 Pro, not the PS5. And so, you know, this is a, this is a PS4 game. That's the thing that yeah, like, you, cannot buy, you cannot buy this game for PS5. It does not exist as a skew for that. It's not a PS4 Pro game. It's a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. Like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's even a sticker on the box that say, like, play it better on PS5 or something. No, yeah. I think it says, well, their marketing said something like plays. Also plays, plays good, great on. Also plays, plays great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which <laughs> oops. Only uh, plays great. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Only, oh. only plays pretty okay, mostly, except for the fact that I've probably had 45 full-on game crashes Ooh, on PS5. I, I don't know. I so I honestly I avoided buying it on PlayStation because of what I saw. I was like, well, I don't want to subject myself to that frustration. Yeah. And so I just didn't, to be completely honest. I no, you I, made the right call. A lot of people were like, oh, well, what'd you buy for it? To be very honest with you, I bought it on Stadia. And I I know that's, uh, oh, what's wrong with that guy? I mean, yeah, I bought it on Stadia and it worked. um, And I can enjoy the game that I bought, which is nice. Uh, Yeah. And it it sucks for the folks that were truly anticipating this game and were really excited to play it. And then they got it on the PlayStation and legitimately could not play it because that's one of the worst feelings. You're actually, you're part of like a very, like, small but vocal group of people who have just kind of quietly this whole time been like hey um don't make fun of me but i bought the stadia version and it works perfectly and it's awesome and it's got like like the the best graphics possible i don't have to worry about it there it just it doesn't crash i just play it and it's like what a novel concept right (laughs) (laughs) this is such a weird like a just a 180 from the the initial st- and this isn't a stadia show and i know that people are still kind of they have the reservations about it but like right the whole issue going into that was people like i want to own my games i don't want to pay money for a game that i don't own and then this game comes out that everyone wants to own and the only place you can enjoy it properly is on a platform where you can't own it properly and everywhere else you're like please make me stop <laughs> owning this game and give me my money back <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't also help that the google services also went down the next day you couldn't play it but yeah you know it's fine uh, <laughs> what we, we've learned i think is definitely there is no perfect platform <laughs> right there, i think the there, perfect platform would be like mid 2021 you know like that would be a good <laughs> maybe it's a game of the future then we're playing it today. yeah This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. 
The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's um, I like it very clearly. I I think, uh, and I don't want to take words out of your your mouth, uh, Brian, but I, I do definitely think I, it's worth pointing out. Obviously, we're when we're talking about these, like the frustration decisions of putting this game out when it shouldn't have been put out, lie with the the company and the executives there who, uh, obviously, clearly based on the reporting we have seen, just didn't listen to the developers yes. and didn't didn't see or really maybe even like didn't want to see the warning signs. It, it seems to be what we've learned is essentially. Um, we they told us it the, you know executives were saying it plays amazingly it plays surprisingly well on the uh, you know last generation base consoles it played surprisingly just not well and it yeah. was um it, it is a absolutely frustrating experience for both the de- developers and the players who as you said the bulk of PlayStation players have PS base PS4s not pros or PS5s yeah that's why I can't I can't get with this uh like you know. Hardware shaming that I've been seeing. I mean, it's it's first of all like it's it's essentially classist because you're making fun of people for not owning like a fifteen hundred dollar PC or consistently sold out next gen console. Like that shouldn't be on the average player to have to cope with. There are plenty of cross gen games that work and play beautifully 
on on PS4 and PS4 Pro. And like uh, Sony launched a few of them, you know, over over the break or like uh, alongside PS5. Like nobody, you know, Miles Morales on PS4, nobody was like you know oh it ate my save file or like the dude he fell through the city and never came back like you know this there's some just turn into a puddle game. sometimes but that happened oh, yeah. on ps5 yeah, too so into a trash can i don't remember what trash what can uh was a piece that of was like ice blitz, it? that was a yeah. secret costume it was a secret, ah, secret costume. <laughs> i saw a lot of other people being like um oh well this is because like gamers you know sent like threats cdpr and while you absolutely should never do that Please continue to not do that. Um, I don't think that was it because I think that that's a very small group. I think that ultimately this was executives and investors and just a bunch of people who were like, let's get Christmas money. This was the stinky money boys. I think we can yeah. all agree it was yeah. the, the the big the big yep. bad money men doing the stinky stuff with that. And just mm-hmm. it should I, I, the fact that they came out like they, it's not even like they could be like, oops, we didn't know. It's like they came out on the first week of December and they were like. We've already made back all of our development and marketing costs in just pre-orders alone. And it's like, uh, that, that was so is gross. That, is that the sound yeah. of you doing like a Scrooge McDuck dive into a pile of gold in the background? Right? Like, what is that? Yep. Don't do that. And that like, was yeah. that was so gross for them to be like, like that was basically just like it's that's like looking at the, some at the camera at the end of like a heist movie and being like, we really did steal those jewels. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> they just. They told everybody that the the heist worked. That like hiding this ver- so if you if you go I was telling Max this if you go back and, and you watch the gameplay reveals for the the current gen or last gen versions of this game, they're pretty much just walking. Yeah. Like they're just like Night City is this beautiful and it's like can you run? No no, no but it's just, you got to take a look and there's a but can you get uh, on any vehicles and go quickly to take in the sights and sounds in Night City? You'll never know what you'll find and it, it was just like. It's like you guys are. This is robbery. You guys are lying. You guys are lying to millions of people, and then putting the refund system on Sony. And then Sony said, "Screw you." And then CDPR was like, "We already got your money." Like that's the way that worked. It was super gross. And I, like, what sucks is at the end of the day, uh, like, there's a pretty fun game in there. Like, also, like this is this is not the entirety of CDPR. I want to say that like the people yeah. who worked really hard on this game, I feel legitimately bad for the developers who were pouring their hearts and souls into this incredible massive world, and then you know their bosses came in and they were like all right wrap it up ship this thing put it out there and they're like no it's not don't it's not ready yet And this is like you know it's forever going to be tarnished by this this horrific launch and eventually eventually i think this game will be pretty cool but at the same time it it really it did not stick the landing and that's a that's a huge bummer like that's that really that sucks for people who worked really hard on it and it's just i don't know it's it's also crazy to see a game to see this like this quick of a of a shift in sort of public opinion where this this basically went from from like Skyrim to uh, no, this went from like uh, what, what's the what's the last Bethesda game that wasn't it wasn't buggy at launch? Now I, I mean it the sort of public <laughs> opinion was it it was like you can do no wrong. Like people were t- totally forgiving of like Skyrim and Fallout Three, and then I don't know Fallout Seventy Six. It seems like when everyone sort of like kind of kind of turned on Bethesda, but to see like the Let's sort of popularity of CDPR being go like go like. They could do no wrong. They were there for the gamers. That's they knew they knew what they were doing. We have we all have faith in them. There's still some people who are like, you know, banging that drum, which is crazy. But like, I don't know, this kind of went this went a full no man's sky. Like people got pretty pissed about this. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I would have anticipated. I, I definitely thought no matter what, there would have been uh, not controversy, but some blowback around the game's launch, because I do think there were so many other things before even these current generation console versions came out. Like there's so much 
discussion around the game's portrayal of uh, different groups, uh, both like gender identities and racism. Is so much else about its its take on what a cyberpunk world actually is. And there there were a lot of discussions that I was ready to listen to and have, and then suddenly it has just all become about wow that was a bad launch and wow they yeah. watched that and they stole not stole but they they lied <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, you could you could not have come from the future in early 2020 and said hey ray this game's gonna be bad at launch i would have <laughs> laughed in your face right and then for it to come out the way it didn't i well, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised the way 2020 turned out. <laughs> like if I went to you in like January of 2020 and I'm like, so they're making this like futuristic open world crime game. You've got millions of decisions and stuff like that. And there's police and sometimes you work with them, but sometimes you fight them too. But if you shoot one in the head and you get in your car, he's like, well, nothing I can do <laughs> because they didn't teach them how to chase after you in a car. Like there's no, there's no AI when it comes to driving vehicles and crime. Like this is something I'm trying to think of the last open world game that didn't have that. And I can't think of it. Like, and I know it's not GTA. This is not a GTA game, but it's got, it's got a lot of stuff that it's like, you're trying to do a little bit of the GTA thing. And so I like, I literally can't maybe like, like I think since the first GTA, if you, (laughs) if you hit a cop with your car, the other cops would get in a car and chase you. That's, what they're supposed to do right mm-hmm. yeah i mean and even cops that didn't exist in the game knew that you were a criminal so yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, i think yeah, that i, mean, I think I the simpsons hit and run has yeah better you know, cop AI. I don't, like i don't want to just dunk on this game a bunch because there's a really there's a really cool game in there but it's trying to do a lot of stuff and then it's not delivering on it um, yeah i kept i kept going back to like how saints row the third managed to be to kind of pull off what it was doing better than it did. And that game came out like seven, six, seven years ago, nine mm-hmm. years ago. Well, yeah, that was 2011. Oh, wow. And like yeah. that game, I mean, the fact that they have flying vehicles all over the place, but they're just set dressing in cyberpunk was really weird to me. And it's not even one of those things. Like when you reach a high level, you suddenly get like a flying car. You just don't like, that's not a thing. Um, the fact that we like, they put, so they put Elon Musk in the game as like a background character, but the cars in the game aren't self-driving like the car that Elon Musk makes in real life. <laughs> like you can't, you can't call an Uber in this game. Like you can't, you have to go to a signpost to fast travel, which just strikes me as like a really odd design choice. You can't know, like, set a waypoint and like, just let your car drive. No. Yeah. I mean like there's, there's stuff that exists in the real world that doesn't exist in this futuristic video game. And it's, I don't know. I think it puts a lot of the sort of the, the world the the suspension of disbelief is put on the player it's very much mm-hmm. like use your imagination bro you got to role play this no no you're you got to role play it and it's like yeah but you know like maybe Do i want to <laughs> yeah yeah well i think and like to that to that effect like there's i feel like there's so much more they could have done with that because there there are so many things that are just like sort of illusion breaking mm-hmm. um and not just game breaking, like there's literal game breaking bugs constantly. Um, I had a thing with, that happened with this game where like I, I played the first few hours as, as this sort of like stealthy hacker. And I'm like, oh, it's like first person watchdogs and you can like infiltrate and do sneaky stuff. And then I was like, something clicked in my head and I was like, no, 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 no. Play this like it's like an even stupider Far Cry. 
and like <laughs> level up your your you know your katana sword and and get a lot of grenades and run into everything and like every time you walk in any room and you stab one guy they just start playing techno and you're like yeah and just slice all their heads off and on ps5 their heads and their arms and legs fly everywhere and they get stuck in the ceilings they get stuck in the rafters it's hilarious it's it's honestly some of the most fun i've had playing a, vi a video game in a very long time not necessarily for all the best reasons um <laughs> And that's that's it turned into this really fun thing for me. Or like I would just like crash my car into stuff uh, or do try to do jumps. You know, if you go mountain climbing in this game, if you go hopping around on the mountain, um, you'll just explode randomly. <laughs> no, no, I mean, Here, here's another selling me on this, which is weird. Right? Right? No, like, all right. I'm telling you guys, like, like if you're like me um, and you appreciate when games get stupid uh, and you have the opportunity to play this game right now before gets like before all the weird stuff gets all like gets gets polished and it be, just becomes like a boring game uh play it now for example you can get a double jump in this game did you know that it's super fun you can modify your legs or whatever or your heart to do a double jump and uh but the no one in the in the game who calls you on a phone which is everyone constantly uh, knows that you have a double jump and so every time you're getting a phone call you can only do a single jump because obviously who would double jump while on a cell phone and so also by the way same cell phones that we have now but just in the future but that's not that hasn't changed at all so if you're going into a mission and you're going to double jump onto the rooftop to start the mission uh and your friend calls you you fall <laughs> because it doesn't know what to do and then you finish the mission and you're like i better double jump out of here before these guys catch me and the lady goes hey good job back there you fall because you can't do a double jump while on a phone obviously i mean obviously not that double Video jump it, it also level. it kind of it kind of breaks the i don't it know totally if it breaks does. the level design or if it makes it like more fun but there's there's stuff where it's like we need you to hack into the cd-rom or whatever and you have to like you just jump on the roof and then go through a skylight and you do it and then you just leave and i was like that's it's like that's too easy you know like can i, I like, want to i like <laughs> i want to tell you guys a story of the funny the funniest glitch i've had probably in years but in that one specifically um so uh there's a there's a, a side mission it's totally optional where you have to go into johnny mnemonic's apartment or whatever and <laughs> he and get his guitar and like it's it's on like the 70th floor of this building so you take the elevator all the way up there and i walk into his living room now this is not a man he's not alive anymore this is all revealed in the trailers um walk into his living room to get his guitar and there are two npcs in his living room that just spawned there and they have merged into each other like a two-headed man <laughs> and i didn't know what who they were or what they were if they were bad guys or something so my gut reaction to what to do with them was what i did with everybody else in the game so i got my high level katana and i cut them into pieces and then all of a sudden cops like 15 cops materialized in his bedroom and on his balcony and just started just shooting at me and then robots and drones came in because i started fighting them so i had this full-on cop war because i killed this siamese man that was just like in the middle of 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 johnny's apartment that sounds like so, entrapment yeah, yeah. Wow. Check, <laughs> check those are the future out. cops they could teleport and they're omniscient they got the minority mm -hmm. reporting going yeah. on. they, 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 they did future crimes <laughs> and they got you 
so the the tech actually is true to the time it just yeah you're looking at the wrong places it's not the yeah. phone yeah. that matters no, there's like, there's, to go back to the saints row thing that was a game where you could be like uh you could again you could adjust your genital size and you could run around hitting people with dildos this is a game that has dildos everywhere they had to actually patch the dildos to make less dildos because there were they, they people noticed like why are they everywhere and they're like we thought it was sexy question mark like it's the future everyone does more sex and you're like, okay but yeah. why are they everywhere like are they people littering um <laughs> and like i don't know in, in you can also be like you you know upgrade all your hardware you could be whoever you want to be it's all about player choice you can change you can have a male voice and female genitalia and a male body and robot spider arms or whatever saints row there was like you could be like a 400 pound golden woman and this it's like you can have four but i wanted to have blonde hair I wanted to I wanted to to role play as the Swedish pop star Robin with the Y. I couldn't do that because they didn't have blonde hair and there's no like color slider to adjust your hair, which seemed really odd to me. You're right. Like, like that's a that's just a simple like really bad games have that in there. You know, the character creator is weirdly limited for it, as strangely uh, playing a game. And then you're locked. You're locked into that character for yeah. the whole game. Like, like I can I can go and get my eyeballs replaced, but I can't get a haircut. <laughs> Whereas then, in The Witcher, your your beard hair grew in real time, and you'd have to go and get beard trimmings. <laughs> well, you in in Saints Row, they like they sort of like lured their way around that by being like, "Oh, there's plastic surgery clinics you can go to," which is completely on brand for this world full of body modifications, and it's just not a thing. Like it's it, yeah, and it, it feels bad to like compare a game to other games to be like it's not doing this thing that other things are doing, but it's not even doing stuff that would make sense that the studio's previous game did. Mm-hmm. Like it's really right. like it's really it's really odd. Like in in The Witcher, your horse like Roach would just follow the road. Am I am I remembering that right? Like you could, yeah, you could have Roach just follow the road. Yeah, and he would yeah. he would just ride to your next location. You just mark it and he would go. Yeah, <laughs> and in this one they don't. The you cars don't do that. Car. It's really That's odd. Totally. Well. Uh, I don't know. It's like you said, you, you have to suspend belief <laughs> and, <laughs> the game. and that's weird to me. I don't, that doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I want to like that game and I'm sure there, there, there are people who have found things to like about the game. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, we can all, I think say that there's a lot to be desired from mm-hmm. it still. And yeah. Unfortunate, but true. So yeah, no, yeah, there's, I, I think there's a, there's a decent split between people who are mad because it's like a glitchy mess and then people who are mad because it doesn't it doesn't really deliver on a lot of the stuff that they said it would. And I think that, like, I'm seeing a mix of both of those things, but then still finding fun in it. Um, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people I mean, friendly reminder, it is OK to be critical of the things you love or uh, also um, find things that are good in the things you hate. And so like that's I think that's just a healthy attitude to have in general in, in terms of all things, especially, you know, media that you consume. But if you're playing this game and you like it a lot, that's great. But also understand that maybe people are having some issues with it um, on a technical level or people are having issues with it because it didn't really deliver on what they thought they were buying into. Um but like I, I don't know, I'm I'm fully aware that this game is a broken piece of garbage a lot of the times, but it's super fun <laughs> sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, there's a good it, game in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's and it's frustrating that the the talks about what does and doesn't work there have to be mired with this asterisk of oh by the way it's not available on one of the major platforms and we don't know when it will be and there are all these questions about when it will be patched when the ps5 and xbox series x versions will come out they're still working on that multiplayer version i or uh component i assume that's going to get delayed a little bit but um yeah it is a very very 
singular story to me. I really can't think of a a game that has had this post release uh, launch after having such a hype build up uh, and have this be the fallout of it and something that will we're going to be continuing to talk about all of this year. Like Cyberpunk, you know, obviously we. Uh, talked about it in our end of year uh, considerations at IGN. We're going to be talking about this game probably quite a bit in 2021 because of everything CDPR has ahead of it. Uh, so we'll definitely be continuing to cover that on the show as well as just when the hell it's going to be available on PlayStation again. Hopefully at some point in the future. Uh, but until then, I did also want to take a brief look ahead um, to to sort of take stock of where PlayStation is right now going into 2021 and how they can continue the momentum for the PS5. Um, because there are the, the launch, I think we can all agree. There were a lot of great games to play there. Uh, it was definitely a strange year to launch a video game console in, but it was also, uh, a launch mired by, uh, stock shortages and weird problems with the hardware and game crashes and all these strange questions that have left us wondering sort of what's going to be Sony's rollout for the future of PS5 while they're also still considering, uh, you know, supporting the PS4 and where PSVR fits in that equation. And Ray, I sort of wanted to start off with you as our guest, uh, just to sort of one ask: Were you able to get a PS5? Did you try to get a PS5? Um, and what are you most curious to see from, I think, Sony in general, but the PS5 as well in 2021? Yeah, well, I was very lucky to get a PlayStation Five. I went with the the disc version because i was like yeah nobody's gonna want that it'll be fine i'll be able to get one no problem and i was sitting and hitting refresh for like three hours and finally got one thank goodness thanks target i appreciate it um and i really do just want to see what they do with the dual sense i love that controller it does like when i was playing the astros like playroom like little demo thing i it was like me laughing like a little kid because i was like ah, this is cool like i can pull a trigger and it feels like it's a rocket ship that's mm-hmm. amazing uh, I would love to see the other stuff that they are able to do with that. And it seems like such a simple thing, but it really did give me a whole new element of like experiencing the games that I was playing because I'm now getting an actual feeling from things that I'm doing in the game where it's like it's visual. And now it's also kind of this physical connection that I'm like, oh, well, that's actually really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. but picking up a box that's heavy and, you know, or trying to pick up something that's too heavy and you can't and it, it, you literally can feel that feedback and i'm like oh no there is something to this i actually like this i mean it's like all right well now bring back all the bows and video games because i want to feel myself <laughs> <laughs> in all these games uh, so i was like this is great i love this but uh beyond that just i feel like the exclusive like lineup for these for sony in general has been Phenomenal. I haven't, I, I personally haven't had a bad time with one of these first party games in a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would love to see that continue because I mean, Miles Morales, you know, while it was compact, it was wonderful. I, I just, I think I smiled the entire time uh, playing that game because it was just so much fun. Uh, I frown a lot playing Demon Souls because that's different and they want you to frown. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, I, they're done well, and I love that they are good. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people. I mean, it's all subjective, but like these are these are good games, and they hopefully will continue to be good. So, um, with PlayStation VR, I I never really got into PlayStation VR. Uh, I'll be I'll, I'll admit that candidly. Um, I got into I now is the with. perfect time. What you need to do yeah. is you have to go to Sony.com/slash PlayStation VR/slash Plastic Dongle. 
A, and then pre-order that and they'll send you one. And then you'll need a second clip on for your camera. It is, and then just plug in all 19 of the giant snakes that the system comes with. It is the perfect time to sign to get no it's it's i'm sorry it's a huge it's it's kind of a pain i'm here but i was like i and that's why i didn't get I was like wires and wires and i'm like ah i don't want to have to sit that close to my tv like nope i'm good and so it's like i've seen some really cool stuff i have some friends who have it that love it and i'm like how often do you use it oh yeah i use it like once every four months <laughs> No, Sounds about right. Okay. No, I think I think we're gonna get like a I think we're gonna get a refresh on that one soon, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really awesome because there's a lot like, of there's a lot of really cool games there. I love I love the hardware when it launched. It's just like like I've moved like three times since then, and every single time I'm, I move, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of wires back there. And this time I was just like, I think I'm gonna put you in a box, maybe donate you to a hospital or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then know, figure, figure I, out the I next thing. VR is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I want I want more VR stuff. It's just that I I needed to be more accessible uh, in a lot of ways. First, <laughs> yeah. The, um, the Oculus Quest. I have one of those kicking around, and it's it's very cool. Aside from having to use a Facebook account to log into it, but like yeah. it's been really interesting seeing all of these games. Like we just got a, a Medal of Honor game in VR. We've gotten a bunch of little Star Wars experiences. There's the Vader one, and there's the Tales from Galaxy's Edge one, and then there's you know, I think what they announced they're doing a splitter cell in VR. Like there's a bunch of, I don't know if it's full blown, you know, capital AAA stuff, but it's AAA franchises being kind of squeezed into a VR space. And I feel like if we do get a VR, a PSVR two, it's going to have a really strong launch lineup. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's, and that's exciting to think about. And if there's just, if there's just one, I don't know if there's like one long cable that comes out of your, your PlayStation five and plugs into it and it doesn't give you a headache to wear it, then that's, Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's I know about that. <laughs> yeah, and non non headache inducing gaming is always a preference. Yeah. And Ray, as to what you were saying about the the dual sense and like upcoming stuff, I have a feeling that it's going to be like amazing and ratchet and clank. Oh. Like I feel I feel like those guys, they're gonna they're like because I was the same. I was the same with you. Just like even having Astro Boy run around on like yeah or at, whatever Astro yeah. not Astro Boy yeah. Astrobot. Yeah. Yeah, what, like having him walk in the glass and I was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, <laughs> like that, stuff. It's like, so cool. Cool, I love that. So it's a stupid that. little thing, but it just made me so happy. Like I, I mean, just loved Ratchet, it so much. Ratchet and Clank, the name of that game is is two like sound effects, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, you can make a Ratchet and a Clank using the the dual sense. Like that's gonna be. That'll ratchet be is actually an adjective that people use to dis. Also true. Also true. <laughs> First <of the> word. <laughs> And um, Ratchet is a new Netflix series that apparently is very bad. Oh, but, yes, that's right. Yeah. And immensely popular. Yeah. The, ne- the, the, the perfect combo on Netflix. You taught me something, all right? <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just really excited to see what Sony does just in general. There's a lot of potential for a lot of really cool stuff. And mm-hmm. I just, I want all of it now because i'm impatient so <laughs> do, you, do you guys think they're gonna like there's gonna be messaging anytime soon about like a a, a plan for hardware rollout because it it feels like chaos right now like, it's very sporadic like there's just like random supply drops will hit like a target or a walmart and you'll see like a, a tweet from sony every now and then being like there's a couple more that we found in the back of the car but <laughs> for the most part like they they haven't straight up been like Hey, here's the next round. Like, I, I think they really need to start treating these things like, like there's a. I, I have no idea how their supply chain works, but yeah. if they said once a month, like on this day, 
you know, these will be ready and we're going to release this many. Like that would well, be interesting. We- we got an email into beyond.ign.com just a couple of hours before uh, recording. And I thought it was a spam email at first because I've been getting a lot of like, you need to vote, even though I don't live in Georgia emails uh, with all like lower capped. There's no proper spacing oh. or anything. But anyway, the, the email headline was just, it just sucks. And I'm like, I've seen that headline before, definitely. But uh, Jay wrote into beyond.ign.com and said, I know you guys have talked about it a lot on the show, but I can't overstate how frustrating it is to still be waiting for the PS5 as someone who saved pennies all year and has jumped at every rumored stock release. It just sucks to be left money in hand. And time and time again, I can go purchase a backordered refrigerator from Home Depot, but for some reason, no one uh, over at Sony is keen to run my credit and send me a console when they turn up. Uh, it seems like they, uh, there are ways to improve the situation that neither Sony nor its partners are interested in entertaining on behalf of their customers. Incidentally, Microsoft has uh, not had a, a better time with its own console release. Uh, our pain probably just feeds the hype machine, I guess, but I'm just in no mood to celebrate PlayStation as we move into 2021. It just sucks right now. And I, I totally, you know, obviously we all were were fortunate enough and absolutely lucky enough to be able to get one during all of those times. And obviously we, we've talked about on the show, we did have consoles that were provided by Sony on the IGN side, but we also all purchased our own individual consoles because the, the couple that we got from Sony are IGN consoles. They are not ours personally. I have, they, as Max, you know, talked about, that one switched hands between you and Lucy and other people for recordings and everything. Um, so we were all fortunate enough to be able to get our hands on it, but so many people have not been able to, and it's not for a lack of trying. <laughs> and it's, I, I totally agree with you, Brian. It's just there, there needs to be some better way to message this, but I, the way Sony has been recently in terms of its messaging, I don't know if we can expect that. Like, and that sucks. I want them to do better and I think they should be, but at least right now I'm not anticipating them to be, forthright when it comes to saying here's our plan for uh upping the stock or here's the you know month we anticipate our supply chain is going to be improved or even just something vague enough to give hope in those ways yeah we got um, we got like vague hardware sell-through numbers from the november mpd in december based on like the launch data but i, I don't know what that's going to look like for december because it's like it doesn't you know i'm sure they, they sold every single console they that they made every single one um but i don't know how many that is like this it's still not it's you know we're going on two months now um and you you can't walk into a store and buy one and you don't know when you can pre-order one or anything like that so i mean the the refrigerator comment is really is a is a good point because there's plenty of things where it's not like it's a limited run like it's not like they've made they made you know, 3 million PS fives. And that was going to be it. Like, it's not like a a pressing of vinyl or like a, you know, a collectible or something or wine. Like it's, they're going to continue to make them. So you'd think that they would have somewhere in the the supply chain. You'd be able to like, not, it's not pre-ordering it. It's the same logic behind pre-ordering it, but like post-ordering it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's back ordered. You know, it's as simple as yeah. that. It's like, hey, all right, yeah, I bought this thing. It's just back ordered. Like, you do that on Amazon now. You know, mm-hmm. I've been doing it with Pokemon cards all year, but still, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I bought this thing, but it's, it's back ordered and they'll ship it to me when it's available. Right. I also could see something like that would be very useful to folks because I have so many friends like, man, yeah, I want one. I just literally cannot find one. So people who yeah. have like a line waited, yeah, they, they want it, they just can't get it. And that's it's crazy. It, yeah, like a line system or something, right? Like, you know, like if you go into like a butcher shop, you get like one of those paper numbers and you stand there for an hour. <laughs> the waiting room from Beetlejuice. Like, I mean, there's a lot of places that have figured this out. Well, because right now, <laughs> otherwise, it's like if you miss the, you know, Sony PlayStation direct email on like a Friday at 2 p.m. and you don't get in the queue on their website in 30 seconds, then you don't get one like that. That's sort of the the drop system at the moment. And absolutely. There's like 
there are precedents in other industries, uh, maybe on smaller scales, but like there, there is a way to make it a more transparent situation for people who are going into this year, not knowing if they'll be able to get a PlayStation in January or in December. Uh, and again, this is this is all based on the timeline of the initial launch for this thing in terms of pre-orders was botched completely because yeah. Sony was like, you can do this tomorrow morning and Walmart or whatever was like, no, you can't. You can do it right now. <laughs> Everybody else was like, let's do, let's do. Mm-hmm. Well, and oh, man. Yeah, that got that day. Um, that day. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of so, messaging, though, I, I did want to ask what um, you all think, because uh, obviously we're going to we're going into this year like, a, you know, 2020 began and everyone thought things would be normal and we'd have all the events we would have and things would kind of roll out in the familiar way. Obviously, that didn't go to plan. And we're looking at 2021, hoping things get better, but knowing what this reality is like and knowing that if we have to adjust to that, we'll probably have a lot more remote presentations and uh, less in-person events, especially during the first half of the year until vaccines become any sort of prevalent thing. So my question for all of you is, do you foresee state of play becoming a bigger aspect of what Sony does, or are we going to continue to see it sort of as this weird just catch-all thing that occasionally it's about one game, occasionally it debuts the trailer for their most anticipated game of the year, sometimes it's on a Saturday morning, sometimes it's not. Like, do you think state of play needs to be more regulated? Can it be this really malleable thing? Does it need to be improved? Uh, especially like in relation to Nintendo Directs and whatnot. Where do you all see state of play, I think? What is the state of state of play, really? I would love it if they just did it regularly. Like, I love it if, if it was just a thing that happened every month, like a magazine subscription, uh, and they put whatever was in there in there. But it was at least something, you know, I think that expectations would be a lot more uh, manageable. I mean, like when, you know, some months like Game Informer has like a world premiere reveal cover and other times they're like, here's a game you've known about for a year and a half. Like, we've just got new details, you know, like it's I'd do something like that and just... I mean, they just recently stopped doing the drop, which was the sort of, um, you know, weekly breakdown of everything coming on coming to PSN and which covers a lot of smaller games. And we've seen them do, you know, state of plays where they cover, you know, smaller, smaller tidbits of stuff. But like it, it would be it would be great. Like, you know, fan service, they have an entire platform to debut it on. Like they wouldn't just have to put it on, you know, the PlayStation YouTube or the PlayStation blog, like put it on the dashboard. Like one of the first times I turned on my PS5, like they had that Demon Souls state of play. And it was it was weird to just be like, oh, like, I'll just I guess I'll just watch this here. And there it is. And it was super straightforward and simple. But I mean, you know, maybe that would I, I just think that would be really fun. You know, it'd be, it'd be nice to be something to look forward to consistently. And if they want to, you know, they'd have our attention. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's we are now in this space where digital communication is more important than ever, uh, mostly because, you know, we can't go anywhere. You shouldn't be going anywhere. And it's it's one of those things where I would love to have something to look forward to, some form of information where it's like, all right, from the horse's mouth, this is what's happening. And this is what's coming out. This is it's our a, official it's source. A great name for the series. PlayStation <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Five, straight from the horse's mouth. Sony uh, Pony is here. Sony Pony has arrived. There you go. You did it. It should just be like a we figured a it out. Animatronic horse. <laughs> what's happening? What's Herman, happening? if you're listening, please call us. We'll, we'll the talking Sony Pony. <laughs> yes. 
but like but no, I, of, I was, sorry i just want to say like that's the type of like funny thing i wish sony would be willing to yeah. do more of like we've kind of lost the personable sony a little bit well i mean so. i feel like we kind of it, it became a lot more business and a less more fun like less fun honestly i'll be very honest it's like video games are fun it was supposed to be fun this is all we're all about having fun that's what they're for i think you know and so <laughs> I, yeah I, I missed that i really do it was like oh yeah give us some some wacky like side videos that you make about you know a, a big game coming out you know put ratchet and clank in wall street or something i don't know <laughs> like I, let's have some fun with it but also be real with us tell us what's happening because i mean there's gonna be information regardless and the, the more actual information we have the less speculation we mm-hmm. get yeah i i think that like the the big issue with state of play right now is it, it's just sort of completely inconsistent not only in terms of like its duration or, or you know, uh, like I, how many times it's actually out, um, but what it is. Like sometimes it's hyper-focused on one game. Sometimes it's scattered across seven or eight games. Um, and I think that one of the ways that they've circumvented having to kind of worry about people getting too hyped for them is that they've surprise launched them. Um, Nintendo's done that too. I think that works really well. Uh, because it lets you manage your expectations a little bit, but yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you guys. I would I would love to see like my my perfect version of state of play is like it's it's a big game with a couple of small games, and then it ends and there's the the one more thing surprise. And if you have to do that three times a year, four times a year, cool. But just sort of like start that cadence right, and like get that get that ball rolling where people can start to be like, okay, it's been this long since the last state of play statistically we can expect this one this week uh what do we expect to be in it like that would be really cool i think that like ray you nailed it and max you nailed it like it's this it's about consistency and it's about messaging and especially right now when this is the only way to kind of get the message out you know there's no show floor demos there's no big press conferences um live shows or anything like that um just just be like hey we're doing this every once a season or once every two months or something and be like, here's a, here's a look at a new game. Here's a look at a, a, a game that you already were excited for. And then here's two or three indies and VR games. Boom. Yeah, there's um there is definitely a, a I think you all said it, but um, especially Ray, you had mentioned, you know, like we, we need to get comfortable with having digital communication kind of be the focal point of what we do. And I, I think figuring out a regular cadence and whether it is a coming up with like three or four big ones a year or a monthly one that's smaller, like what, whatever they need to do, they do, I agree, just need to figure out something for it because right now state of play does feel superfluous in a way. And it's so strange because we're going into a year that quite possibly could be one of the best like Sony first party years ever. Like we're looking at Ratchet and Clank and God of War and Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo and Returnal and more. And it's like, what? where is the the generating the hype for that stuff starting because it really does feel like basically just every day goes by and the most of the news is cory barlog joking on twitter that he's never heard of god of war and uh you know people wondering how long the launch window is for when ratchet and clank is going to come out it's it's a weird time and i do think like sooner rather than later they need to get out and say here's what we have coming and here's when you can expect some of that stuff and here's a realistic expectation and not reading the fine print in an end of year trailer to see that gran turismo is actually not scheduled for the first half of the year anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, just it wouldn't it wouldn't it would hurt nobody for them to be just a little honest. Like just just tell us it wouldn't hurt nobody. Let me, I, I'm serious. <laughs> nobody would get hurt, and if they did, I'm sorry. But hopefully, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the most honest I've seen Sony recently was when there there was that tweet they put out after the botched pre-order system where they were just like, we're sorry that happened that way. That wasn't the intention. We're going to be more open about this. And then there there wasn't really any follow up. But that was just that was so refreshing. I just want more of that because like there is so much to be excited about, but it's mired in uncertainty about when people are going to be able to get the consoles and when people are going to get these games and when they can see more of these things, especially if hands-on possibilities and preview opportunities ahead of time are going to be limited in the year ahead. I think setting expectations only benefits the developer sanity, the player sanity, the, the you know, like shareholder. Sanity. It only benefits everyone to have some sort of expectations in check. Um, so, so we'll have to see. Uh, briefly, before we move on, um, I, I know I had mentioned uh, for people to put a few of these together, but Ray, I just want to mention, since you haven't been on the show uh, before and haven't had a chance to talk about this, what in particular for 2021 are you most looking forward to playing either PlayStation exclusive or outside of uh, the exclusive lineup? Um, well, like I said before, a lot. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> a lot of video games because they've, I mean, they've teased us with a lot of really good stuff, but just some of the ones that I was like, no, which ones do I really, really, really want to play? Um, Scarlet Nexus came to mind because I'm, I, I love anime and anime looking things. Uh, Deathloop, for sure. I have been waiting on pens and needles for Deathloop for <laughs> a very long time, and I need, I need that. Um, Monster Hunter Rise because I love Monster Hunter as well. Uh, I like, I, I definitely need that. But yeah, uh, God of War. Uh, that that the the new God Awards have a very special place in my heart, and I I absolutely cannot wait for any information about that whatsoever. I need all of it. So um, those are just a few. I mean, I could keep going, but I, I feel like I'm sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I I totally feel you in terms of like there is just so much to look forward to. Like it's mm-hmm. I, I think 2020. We we talked about this on the end of your show. Like it was a terrible year, but a pretty good year for video games. Um, Surprisingly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And go ahead, Brian. No, I was gonna say, I actually like just like an hour ago, just tweeted out like a whole, like a a whole thread of like games I'm excited for this year and just put up screenshots of all of them. And it was just like this awesome reminder that like this year's full of really cool stuff, but also stuff that's like visually all over the place. Like there's a lot of like action platforming 2D pixel art games and there's, you know, like Lego Star Wars. (laughs) Like I'm so excited for that. There's Far Cry 6, Resident Evil Village or eight is probably my most anticipated right now. Cause it feels like it's the closest. Um, I really liked a lot of what seven was doing and this game, like I just keep hearing like, Oh, it takes the best parts of seven and four and combines them into a new game. And I'm like, yes, that's, ex- that's extremely my world right there. Um, Cyber shadow. Do you guys know about that game? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. So it's a, uh, like yacht club who did shovel Knight is basically like, co-producing a um like throwback ninja gaiden style like action platformer hack and slash game um it's like just old school chunky pixel art it looks super fun i played it at a pax back when that was a thing that we were allowed to do but um yeah that game that game looks awesome i'm super excited for it the music sounds incredible oh dude yeah yeah it's so good it's so good need that and max what about you um well brian and i are best friends for a reason so i'm gonna say resident <laughs> evil 8 and, and lego star wars as well i totally forgot also far cry 6 um i really hope far cry 6 feels like an actual like they don't need to reinvent the wheel but i hope it feels like significantly next gen ish you know mm-hmm. like like it's doing something yeah. new i mean if they even have like if it's got like ray tracing and like uh 
cool stuff with the with the triggers on the dual sense i'll be pretty happy about that i'm also just excited that it seems like it's kind of in a tropical locale again which gives me far cry 3 vibes which is one of my favorites ever um apparently it has like it like dense urban areas now like cities basically i'm worried which is, about that but i'm also yeah. just it doesn't seem like they're doing the the weird like post-apocalyptic thing they tried with um which was which was weird yeah i'm just looking at like games coming out next year and there's a bunch that i i think i assumed were coming out this last year but i guess they got pushed um mm-hmm. kind of curious about hitman 3 uh death loop obviously looks, looks awesome um god there's a bunch of stuff there's a really like there's a lot of stuff uh writer's republic i really want to try that because oh, that's yeah. that's that weird like it looks like if they made uh steep and trials have a have a baby and that adopted the <laughs> like the far cry insanity f- format and just like people it, i mean it's it's motor storm without motors like it's totally just people taking vehicles down a mountain in like a race which is just that's that's dumb as hell, and I'm into it. You know, I, I want to try all about that. that. Yeah, like let's put stuff with you know wheels and go down a, a real big hill. I'm about that. I, yeah, I was actually just thinking about that game it's yesterday good for some odd reason because I, I was playing the uh, playing Mario Kart Eight, and there's that level where um, it's called like Wario's horrible mountain or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and it's there's no laps. You just go down this just gigantic mountain that it's just got all sorts of nonsense in it, and caves and tunnels and lifts and jumps. And there's just chaos everywhere. And there's like toads and, you know, people screaming at you. And like, I was like, oh, yeah, Ubisoft's making a whole game like this. Yeah. Like well, you can you can dress up as like drunk animals and like go, you know, parasailing down a cliff while a guy snowboards into your face. I'm into that. Uh, I'm about, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, too. I hate the title because it just keeps going. But uh, it's I I hope that that does some of the stuff that sort of cyberpunk was promising. Same. Um, I mean, it's it's seems like it's considerably smaller scale and it also keeps getting kicked down the road. So it could be a complete disaster. But like, uh, I don't know, like messing around in Seattle as a vampire sounds kind of cool. Yeah, hopefully. uh, Yeah, obviously, there have been some pretty big delays for it, but hopefully it comes out in good shape when it when it shows up next year. I know a few people on staff were very excited for that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's there's no shortage of stuff. January is definitely a little lighter, but with a cyber shadow and. hitman 3 this month like january is off to a pretty decent start and i think it's only going to continue to get busier from there so it's a it's a very exciting year that hopefully uh you know delays notwithstanding we'll still have plenty of big games to talk about uh as we get in I'm gonna, the months to come i'm gonna hazard yeah. a guess here and just say that the biggest games of 2021 a lot of them we don't know about yet yeah mm-hmm. also, like I, I i mean i don't know we get i will also get lots of teasers and stuff but I'll also say, uh, speaking of Ubisoft, don't sleep on Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The oh game. yeah, that's this month. The official oh, don't, and don't game. sleep with him either, because he'll break your heart. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, my life. But, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I love that game, and I'm excited to get to play that again. Uh, it's yeah. Been so. It's uh, such a, it's such a fun beat 'em up, and it's so it's so much fun in local co op. And uh, it got like arbitrarily delisted over the years, like many licensed games do. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But it's back in like two weeks. So I'm very, very excited to play that one again. Yeah, that oh, one yeah. comes out January 14th. Sorry, right? Go ahead. Oh, nice. Oh, no, yeah, no, even sooner. That's real soon, which is awesome. <laughs> I was about to say, I forgot. Boldest Gate 3. Can't wait for the finished version of that. Ooh. I need that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, do we know if that's coming to consoles? Eventually, it probably will, but 
I think eventually, yeah, yeah, they're like, we're working on PC and then then we'll get to other stuff. But it's yeah, it's Stadia. They're... So, uh, you know, <laughs> there too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, that one looks really sad. I waited on early access for that one, if only because I was just I wanted to sort of see when we had an idea of when the full one will come out to know when to jump in. But yeah, I've heard a lot of really fun stuff about that one. Uh, excited for that as well. But yeah, it's uh, I personally also as well just want to mention uh, Psychonauts 2 and Little Nightmares 2. I'm looking forward to a lot this year. But yeah, it is a very cool looking year. And I totally agree with Max. I think, you know, this time last year, we didn't know about Miles. We didn't know about, uh, you know, obvious games, but like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Immortals, stuff like that. Or I guess we knew about Gods and Monsters, but it's different. Uh, anyway, there were a lot of games we didn't know about that really, really uh, were awesome to see uh in 2020 so hopefully that also is the case in 2021 uh before we wrap up i did want to make sure we didn't let the first episode of the year go without a memory card uh memory card of course is our weekly segment where you the viewers and listeners at home write in with your wacky weird funny sad whatever memories of your video gaming life uh usually playstation related but sometimes not uh and we read those on the show this week though of course ray since you're our guest i want to give the floor to you if you wanted to provide a memory card story we'd love to hear one Oh, I mean, I do have one. I mean, I've I've been a listener for a very long time, um, which is still kind of surreal to me because I remember listening to this all through college, essentially. It's like, oh, okay. And I told my wife, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on Podcast Beyond tomorrow. She's like, I actually know what that one is. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> But just a very fond memory that I have of gaming and PlayStation specific is um I remember you know when we were kids you used to get you used to get one video game like you know my parents were like all right we'll take you so you can get my dad goes you can get one game and this is like your game for like the next six months I don't know have a long <laughs> you know, PlayStation 3. the pressure I remember yeah, that right? that was like this is a whole store full of games I get one okay uh so uh <laughs> I'm like all right I'm gonna pick a game what what you know how did you pick games then I mean I didn't really know how to use the internet what case looks cool I'm gonna go pick a case that looks pretty you know pretty uh, like all right that looks that looks great and I picked up <laughs> Demon Souls <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's like, yeah, this great. I'm gonna go play this game. This this looks awesome. And uh I get home, I you know, I install the game and I start playing it. And I start playing it and it <laughs> beat the bejesus out of me. And I'm like, is this game really this different? Am I just bad at video games? Like, this is when I started like questioning my existence as like a video gamer. I was like, am I really bad at games? Like, what is wrong? Uh I get to the armored spider cannot beat the armored spider i get so frustrated i take my, i go to my mom I'm like this game's broken can we take it back <laughs> <laughs> I you not. i'm like she's like what's wrong with it i'm like it don't work no more i don't know what happened that's crazy oh uh, we still got the receipt can we take it back <laughs> i go back and i get infamous which was a great idea so uh yeah that was a <laughs> good time that is amazing that's yeah no i absolutely remember that's a great days. story oh yeah man. That, like going and and it was just like looking at the shelves and being like what looks cool and what am i going to take the risk on mm-hmm. when i was I, when i was like five years old i decided to attempt shoplifting but i couldn't read yet <laughs> and so i accidentally stole a bunch of really sour candy <laughs> and i like snuck off in the bathroom like i'm gonna eat my 
pilfered sweets and i put it on my mouth and i was like oh ah <laughs> spat in the toilet and i was like i'm never i'm never stealing again this is a punishment that's that's a great lesson to learn i know <laughs> for demon souls i don't know that's demon souls fault man you should have uh, <laughs> if, if i was like your mom at the time i would have looked you dead in the eyes and been like stolen candy always turns sour <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing that's right. I like the Ray. I like the idea of like you and your mom at, at Best Buy, and she's like, "We have to return this," and you're like, "It's not working," and she's like, "He can't beat the armored spider." <laughs> <laughs> so my mom was a gamer, so that would have actually been hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> oh god, yeah. It's um, I I definitely had had those moments where I was uh, like, "The game is broken. It has to be. It's the game's fault. It's not the mine. game won't <laughs> let me." Yeah, this game's cheating. You know. I- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the modern equivalent of that now is when I'm playing a multiplayer game. I'm like, oh, it must be a bot. It just it has. Probably, to, yeah. There's no way. Probably. Yeah, it's definitely a bot. Uh, but no, Ray, thank you so much for sharing that story. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, uh, the newer Demon Souls. Uh, hopefully, you're able to beat the armored. Spider I there. bought it yeah. just specifically to get revenge on the armored spider. <laughs> did, you, did you roll into that tunnel? You were like, I'm back. I'm back. A lot of bad words, and then you want to find that one pillar, and you just cheese it. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> well, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Pillars are a man's best friend. In so yeah, that is. Oh my god. Um. Well, Ray, thank you so much for sharing that story, and and thank you for joining us for this episode. It was absolutely a blast to have you on. Really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you so much for asking. I was like, that. yeah, you were like, awesome. Wow. You got to come back soon, man. This is I so much fun. You. This is yeah. I, Truly wanted like a, it's a bucket list thing for me. It's like, wow, what? Okay, I'll be to be on podcast now. Because seriously, uh, I remember many late nights uh, procrastinating homework listening to this show. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're extremely happy to have you on. It was a total blast to get to uh, talk with you on this episode. And yeah, just as Brian said, absolutely going to have to have you back on soon. Uh, this was yeah. a total joy. Um, for those though, in the meantime, before we next have you back on for for people who are trying to find you, I know you had mentioned at the top of the show, but where can people find you uh, on Twitter, on Twitch, wherever you want to point people toward? I mean, you can find me most places as Ray Apollo, R-A-Y-A-P-O-L-L-O, but I focus on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. That's usually kind of where I put a bulk of my stuff and where I'm having a good time generally. So if, if you love talking about video games, you love anime, and just having a good time, look me up, because that's usually what I'm doing. And uh, definitely encourage everyone out there to uh, very, I, I think I was, uh, saw your stuff for the first time sometime last year, uh, and it's it's been a joy to be following you uh, since then. So thank you for being on the show and, and uh, taking the time to be with us. We'll definitely have to have you back on soon. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, Brian and Max, anything you guys want to point people to? I know it's the beginning of the year, so totally understand if nothing's quite I piloted a new show called Reviews and Review, which we decided to send out to die on the last day before everyone went to break. But basically, it was kind of a roundup of all of the reviews from December and just sort of put them in like a little speed run, you know, variety pack. And I wrote it and shot it and edited it myself. So it was real big boy stuff to do. And I threw a bunch of like really weird details in there. So go check that out. Uh, I think it went up on like the 26th or something, but it's reviews and review. And hopefully we do more of them. We'll find out who knows. <laughs> and Brian, anything from your corner? No. Fair uh, yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, for me, yeah, I just want to definitely point out the, um, 
the Bloodborne episode. If you haven't watched it, please go ahead and check that out. It's on the Beyond YouTube at on IGN.com, so you can go watch that. It is a very, very fun episode. Uh, and if you like watching me play Soulsborns, I do that a bunch on Twitch, so you can go follow me over there. But uh, in the meantime, that's going to be pretty much uh, the end of this episode of Podcast Beyond. Uh, thank you, Max and Brian, for joining me as always, and thank you, Ray, for joining us for this episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. Happy New Year. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy whatever day it is you're listening to this. Uh, we hope you're safe. We hope you're well. And as always, beyond. 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 There we go. Yeah. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim. Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 